Hey everybody, welcome back for episode 81 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. Wow, 81. 81, man. We're here. I'm Derek. I'm Derek. Yeah, we are so glad that you have joined us on the Path this week. Um, we have in, in, incredible things to talk about this morning. We it, we literally just started here and was like, why have we not been recording what we've been talking about? Because it's yep. been good stuff. But um, we <clears throat> are in the middle of looking again at the book of Revelation. Uh, we started chapter 5 yesterday and chapters 4 and 5 and, and 6 that we'll get to before we take a break again. Just this incredible scene of what's happening in heaven, mm-hmm. uh, in the throne room of heaven. Um, and yesterday, we, we looked at the first seven verses of uh, Revelation chapter 5. And so there's this scene of, um, that was painted for us last week of, you know, these elders and these creatures that are all worshiping, their, uh, worshiping the Lord and, you know, uh, rainbows and peals of thunder and lightning. And this is incredibly awe-inspiring scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get to sort of some dialogue and, and what's happening here. Uh, and so, Derek, w- walk us through. Just kind of give us broad strokes and paint that picture, and then um, let, let's let's maybe talk about how what we read yesterday directly impacts our lives today. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, well, so after the the Revelation four, and we see, you know, we get a peek behind the curtain of what's happening, and there's the throne room of God, it's the control center of the universe. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know helps us to understand that God is on His throne. Right. Um, nothing can overthrow that. Nothing can um, thwart His plan, His power. And so um, we see all that happening. And in the verse, uh, first verses of chapter five, we see the Almighty mm-hmm. is how He's described, <clears throat> or the, the name He's given, uh, but God. In his right hand, a hand of power, sure, you know, it's surety, it's it's strong, it's it's sure, it's you know, uh, unable to be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has his perfect plan, yeah. right? It's sealed with seven seals, so it's complete, it's mm-hmm. perfect, and nobody can open it. Yeah. Um, and, and an angel, a mighty angel, the Bible says gets out and he, he decrees across creation, mm-hmm. <clears throat> heaven and earth. Who is worthy to open the scroll? Yeah. Right? So this is this, this real dramatic moment. Yeah. Because John says no one was found worthy on the earth, above the earth, or below the earth. Mm-hmm. Right? So he just takes yeah. care of it all. Nobody anywhere. Nobody. Yeah. And it... it, it it hurts John so much to realize that that there's no human being, no created being, no person, not, not even an angel, that has the power to open the scroll. Mm-hmm. There is a that has the power to enact the plan of God. Yeah, uh, the perfect plan of God. And he says he <clears throat> weeps and mm-hmm. weeps, not just weeps. Yeah, he weeps and weeps. He weeps and weeps. Mm-hmm. So there's enough tension, enough moment of just kind of pause for John. To be able to weep long enough to realize there's nobody here that can do it. Mm-hmm. There's nobody anywhere that can yeah. do it. Yeah. But then an elder speaks up and says, well, actually, there is one yeah. who's worthy, and it's the Lion of Judah. And he uses these messianic phrases, Lion of the Judah. Uh, we see that mm-hmm. um, in Scripture uh, from the Old Testament. And, and John, during his time and the churches he's writing, they would understand that, that yeah. messianic language. 
And then he's also called the root of David, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so we see that the Messiah is the one that the conquering lion, yeah. you know, the valiant uh, lion is the one that is able to do it. And it talks about how he conquered, and that's why he's worthy of doing it, being yeah. able to do it. So John's like, oh, sweet, a lion. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let me look around, right? Yeah, let me see this lion. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> C.S. Lewis wrote this or something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because the imagery changes Quickly, you never see a lion. Right. Which is fascinating to me. You never see the lion. Yeah. What you see instead is a little slaughtered lamb Mm -hmm. with seven horns and seven eyeballs. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Interesting picture there. Yeah. But each each of the things is symbolic and helps us understand some things. So you see this, instead of this valiant lion... You see this stark reverse, like this. That's not reversal. This stark moment of just switching it up on yeah. you. You know, does that make like sense? Instantaneous transformation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But you never even see the lion right. that can open the thing. It's a weak, broken yeah. lamb. Right. The word li- literally for lamb there is means little lamb. You know, mm-hmm. Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. You know, little. We sing a nursery rhyme about this. I mean, right. it's just, it's it's just the word pictures are so. Dramatic. We've talked about that, mm-hmm. but beautiful, and and if you just read over it, you miss it. You see, yeah. wait, there, where's the? What happened to the lion yeah. of Judah? Hold on, we just talked about what happened a lion. to the valiant one. What yeah. happened to the one that's going to conquer? You right. Know? Yeah. Why is this lamb here instead? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we know why, of course. Right. <clears throat> but um, and what I love is that John's looking for, and I, you know, in my mind, I've always seen this as like. I don't know why. I probably has a dream about it or something. Like, you know, in movies like where there's like a bright white open doorway, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. what I picture is like some silhouette coming out. Yes. It originally looks like a lion. Yeah. This is just in my head. No, no, no. This I is get not what you're the biblical. Yeah. Very cinematic. Yeah. Oh yeah, very. Mm-hmm. But it's it looks like a lion, and as it like you know, valiantly comes through the door, and you see it comes more into clarity, you realize it's limping. Mm. It's bloody. Yeah. You know, in this this tiny little weak little lamb. So in my mind, that's how it always is. Sure. But but John looks, and this lamb is already mm-hmm. at the center of the throne. Yeah. Guess who gets to be on the throne? <laughs> yeah. God. Right. So you have this beautiful picture of the triune God mm-hmm. at the center of the throne. And at the center of the throne of God is the heart of the sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the things we said yesterday is that the heart of, of the center of the heart of God is his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it's the sacrifice that allowed the lamb to conquer. Yeah. And the lamb is not meek and mild. He's not. Yeah. Because it says he has seven horns and seven eyes. And horns represent strength and power. And eyes represent wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's... This all-powerful, all-wise, mm-hmm. meek, sacrificed lamb mm-hmm. that is the one who conquered because of his sacrifice yeah. and thus has the ability to enact the perfect plan yeah. of God. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's, so, it's such a beautiful picture, um, but at the same time a little bit 
confusing if you just take it at face value because <clears throat> you, you know you you have God comes out with the well God comes out with this plan in his right hand mm-hmm. and and like you had mentioned yesterday God God wrote the plan yeah God wrote the plan and God sealed it God yeah. put the seven seals on it God wrote it filled the scroll out rolled it up put the seven seals mm-hmm. on it on both sides on both sides yeah, yeah yeah and th- and then he comes out and he says hey who can open this plan um, I wrote this plan this is my plan who, I need who who can open it who's worthy to open it um, and it's this sort of divine drama, if you will, where um, I think that I think that God does it this way to make a point. Um, uh, one, one thing that we don't like to do as a culture is sit in tension at all. Like it's always let's cut the ice. You know, let, it, this is really tense. Let's make a joke, or um, you know, the, I don't like what's going on here. Let's find a way out. We mm-hmm. we, we don't like to sit in tension, and yet. God purposefully sets attention here. Mm-hmm. Of who can open this? Nobody can open this scroll. Yeah, and um, and then it's it's God reminding us that again. These are Jason's words to to use your cinematic view. My view is him going, "Oh, that's right. I'm the only one who can open this scroll. Mm-hmm. I I God who wrote the plan and the only one who can enact the plan. And and it's this incredible reminder of God's power of God's wisdom." Of God's love, that that He He has a plan for everything that's going on here, um, and so how let, let's make this transition. God is the all powerful one who is all wise, all knowing, has all authority, and He has a plan that He is going to enact. Um, how does that impact me today when I'm struggling in my marriage? Or how does that impact us today when my kids won't do what they want them to do, what I want them to do? How does that impact me today when I am struggling with depression or doubt or difficulty? How does that impact me today when I have the best day of my life? (laughs) All those things. What what do we do with this passage today in 2022? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let me back up just a hair because I think Mm -hmm. it will help. You're, You're talking about you know, God, you know, presenting this in a ger- dramatic way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think God is the divine, st- I mean, he's, he's the best storyteller there yeah, is. Like sure. all, all great stories come <clears throat> from, you know, God's wisdom and God's heart, his creative heart. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a creative God. Yeah. So we see that. Um, I think, you know, John saw him in chapter 4, Dazzling because he says it. He looks like carnelian stone mm. and um, jasper. You know, yeah. the Almighty One. You know, yeah. he's, he's dazzling. Yeah. And so, and something we talked about before we started recording was that it's it's like God intentionally dazzles us mm-hmm. with how dazzling He is. Yeah. You know, and yeah. this and this moment is one of those right to help us to see that. Um, he is on his throne. His mm-hmm. plan is um, being enacted. Yeah. And Jesus is at the heart of it because of his sacrifice. That he has, you know, he's God, but he also earned the right through his sacrifice yeah, yeah. to to bring about this plan. Mm-hmm. And so what we see, to answer your question, <clears throat> is that even in the hardest circumstances or the greatest circumstances we face mm-hmm. in our daily life. 
whether things are seem like they they are not not out of control. Rarely do anything seem like they're in control. <laughs> right. But uh, but if things seem like they're not out of control right now, things are going well. Or if things are <laughs> spiraling, yeah, plummeting, mm-hmm. yeah, out of, out of out of control, chaos. Yeah. There is somewhere and someone who is at perfect peace. Mm. Um, the triune God sits upon his throne um, and we can go there. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us that we <clears throat> can boldly approach this throne. Yeah. So even when our lives have difficulty, yeah. there's a place we can go. Mm-hmm. With extreme confidence, yeah. that it's going to be okay. Right. That someone has all this in his hand, and he will not forsake us. Yeah. You know. Um, specifically, so say someone is 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 having a tough time in a relationship that they're mm-hmm. in. Maybe you mentioned ch- children. You mentioned marriage. Mm-hmm. What about like aging parents? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's just so many situations sure. yeah. that that are relational, right? These relationships. First, at, well, number one, we we must to boldly approach the throne of God. We must be uh, those who have trusted in Him yeah. or are in the midst of trusting in yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the throne of God can be approached. In humility, right, and so if someone wants to trust Christ as Savior, then they can approach His throne and call out to Him, and He will save them. Yeah. But if if we are already, are already saved and we're going through these difficult times, then we first start and say, God, my life's out of control, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. There seems to be nothing that, that I can do to fix it. But I know that You are in perfect control, mm-hmm. perfect peace, perfect unity. Help me mm-hmm. to trust in you. Help me to have confidence that it, we can figure this out. We can get past it. We can trust in you, even in the midst of those things going going poorly. Now, you know our our tendency is is to always want to fix, and, and we and we should try to do that, especially yeah. relationships. But there are relationships they never be fixed or mended. Yeah. The question we have to ask ourselves is Jesus. The slain, slaughtered lamb who loves us, mm-hmm. is he enough for us even when yeah. those things go awry or continue to go awry or never go back? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I don't want to assume that there's no hope either. I think placing our lives in the calm, if you will, the mm-hmm. peace of this almighty one on the throne the slain land at the center of his being we place ourselves there then we can endure but yeah. also we we can reconcile because he's a god who reconciles so there can be reconciliation and help for us in those in those in that midst of that mm-hmm. 
the thing is, is, is so often we fail to get to that point. Yeah. Because all we think about is, I've got to fix this. What can I do? How mm-hmm. do I fix this? Or, or maybe even say, God, you got to fix this. Right. You got to get this right. You know, I'm your servant. I deserve this. I deserve. I don't deserve to be going through this difficult time. Right. I don't deserve these things. And neither of those is faulty. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is come to God and say, God, you know, my life is chaos. Mm-hmm. But behind all the chaos, you are in perfect order. Yeah. So let me come and rest in you. Let me come and rest in you. And I pray that you'll fix it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, being with you is what's most important. Yeah. Being in your midst is most important. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's hard. I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to fret. Right. It's hard not to scramble and mm-hmm. try to adjust everything and fix everything. It's hard. That's yeah. hard. I, I think, too... It's. I think it's helpful for us, or it would be helpful for us and, and for people who are listening, to to understand that what we're talking about here is a a seismic shift in our perspective. Because yes, our natural inclination is to say, "God, make this stop. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to have to deal with this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to experience this anymore." And and I, I'm not saying that's a. I'm not saying that's an invalid or a wrong thought. However, maybe let's change our perspective to say, God, I don't like this, but what are you trying to teach me through this? Um, God, what do I need to learn about you in the midst of this chaotic situation? Um, are, are you teaching me? Are you teaching me that I just need to trust you more? Mm-hmm. I just need to I need to trust that you have me here for a reason. Or maybe God has us go through a situation so that he can grow us in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe God has us go through something so that one day we're able to help somebody else walk through a very similar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and while <clears throat> while that does not make life life situations necessarily easier, it makes them bearable at times, I think when, when we, um, at at the risk of sounding, at the risk of sounding harsh, um, maybe we need to help ourselves understand that it's not all about us all the time. That while yes, you are going through a difficult situation, or you may be having to face some some hard time, maybe God has you going through that hard time so that you can help someone else, or maybe God has you going through that hard time so that you just learn to rest in the Lord. And I, and I think those those shifts in situations while it it doesn't change the fact that you're still in the middle of a difficult situation, it helps us change to say, God help me get outside of myself here. Mm-hmm. Help me to number 1, help me to trust you more. But number 2, help me to see how I'm how you want me to grow, what I need to learn in this situation. Um and that that's a hard change to make because I, I you know, trust me, I have been in a situation where I've gone God, what in the world? Why are we? Why do I have to go through this? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, um, but I think that when you're on the when you're on the backside of things and you're able to look back and say, "Oh, I, now I see. Now I see why. I don't want to go through that ever again." But I see why, God. Um, maybe if we can make that perspective shift on the front side, maybe maybe that's where we can grow from knowing that God is in control of all things. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's where 
<clears throat> maybe that's where we find solace in the midst of difficult situations. I, I think one of the most incredible things about our God is that, is that he doesn't, when we're in the middle of a situation, just come and pluck us out of it and say, here, let, let me remove that pain from your life. Mm-hmm. But God comes and he says, hey, listen, I know this stinks, but I'm going to walk with you through mm-hmm. this. Um, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You're not by yourself. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. No no other God does that. Mm-hmm. No other God does that. Mm-hmm. Um, only the creator of the universe says, hey, listen, this does stink. Mm-hmm. This is hard, but I'm here. Yeah. And uh, and maybe maybe that's where we maybe that's what we learn from this. Mm-hmm. That that not only is he willing to be there, he's powerful enough to walk us through it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where we find the trust. Yeah. You know, maybe that's where we find the fact that God is good in the midst of chaos. That mm-hmm. and and that's part of his plan. Yeah. That's part of what's written on that scroll. Yeah. Is that not not only not only am I powerful enough to make all of this work, but part of my plan is to be with you in mm-hmm. the midst of difficulty. Yeah. You know, remind ourselves of, of Revelation chapter one. Mm-hmm where you know John is confronted by this picture of Jesus he's never seen I mean, he, yeah. he he laid his chest laid his head on his chest at the last supper right. you know? I mean he had a familiarity with Jesus and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's in the middle of these lampstands he's glowing he's got all you know white hair all this stuff yeah and he falls down the bible says as a dead man mm-hmm. right and so it's similar to what you just said it's like wow yeah but what Jesus does is this this dazzling Savior mm-hmm. reaches down, mm-hmm. puts his hand on his shoulder, and says, "It's okay. Yeah, I'm here. Right. Is it, which is what you what you've described so well as well. And you you said you know get out of ourselves, right? Yeah. Uh, kind of get look you know with a different perspective. Yeah. And um, you know what we what I said um, yesterday and the week before from um, the book that I read was, you know, put on new glasses, mm-hmm. right? To see this new reality. <clears throat> right. So that, like, when when the chaos is happening, we put on Jesus' glasses. Mm-hmm. And it's it's still there. Yeah. We just see something else. Right. To, to use our illustration from last week, it's, it's the other lens that they flip down in, in National Treasure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where they go, wait, 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 there's, a, there's more here. Yes. There's, there's more, more here. here. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and all, that, all that chaos is still happening. We're just focusing our hearts and minds elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to say, yeah, life is chaotic. Right, but God. Right, but God mm-hmm. is in control. But God is here. But Jesus died. Yeah, and Jesus has all power and all wisdom. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the one who died for me because <clears throat> right. he loved me so much. And I'm going to him because he has all power mm-hmm. and all wisdom. Why would I go anywhere else? Yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. And so, you know, that's, that's, um, it's huge. That's, that is uplifting, man. Yeah. Because life is hard, you know? Yeah. Life is hard. It's real easy to feel sorry for ourselves. Oh, sure it is. And yeah. it's real easy to, well, I deserve this, or I need that, or I should get this, or I should get that. And that's just the enemy. And that's why I said spiritual warfare has, has just been, Hitting, mm-hmm. I think I said it before we started recording, but it's just hitting us left and right. It's because the enemy wants us to believe that, John. Right, right. right? Yeah. Oh, you should feel sorry for yourself, bud. Yeah. You do deserve better than this. Yeah. yeah. 
And really what we need is not to feel sorry for ourselves or feel like we deserve better, but to say, Lord, I don't deserve jack squat. Yeah. But you died for me. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... And you're the source of wisdom. That's the point of God's power. grace and mercy is that thank God that he has the mercy to not give us what we do deserve. Yeah. Romans, the wages of sin is death. That's what we've earned. Yeah. With our, that's what we yeah. deserve. And yet God in his grace says, yeah, I know you deserve that. But here's life. But the gift of God is eternal. Here's life in me. And I'm here with you to give you that life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's good stuff. So good. Here's where we turn it over to you. What is it right now that God is trying to teach you in the middle of your life? What is it that whether things are going absolutely the way you want them to or whether things feel like they are completely out of control. What is it that God's trying to show you about himself right now? We would love to talk to you about that. You can email us at thepath at life, or you can comment right on this YouTube video. And we would love to start a conversation about how good God is. I mean, part of one of the reasons that we love this podcast so much is that we get to talk about stuff like this and encourage one another to look at Jesus. Look at mm-hmm. how good Jesus is. Um, and um, we don't want to keep that to ourselves. <laughs> we want to involve you in that conversation to remind ourselves of how good our God is. Um, but we hope that you will continue to uh, tune in with us each week. We're going to continue on in the book of Revelation this coming week as we see this is what our God has done, and then we get to see the response of heaven uh, in, uh, to, to who the Lamb is as he takes the scroll. And so, until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you'll join us next time as we continue down the path. <laughs>